Good morning and welcome to today's first regular edition of the Moving Markets podcast this year. It's the 9th of January today. My name is Roman Canziani. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer and your host for today's program. In today's edition, we have our head of research in Hong Kong sharing his thoughts on what's hot and what's not in Asian financial markets, uh, which have had a remarkable run as of late. And we'll also hear what our technical analysis team has to say about the overall positive start to the year on markets. But let me first start with a short wrap on what has happened over the weekend and what markets are up to this morning. Well, the first week of the calendar year was fully risk on, with many of the major developed stock markets rallying. And the week was rounded off with a US employment report, which gave a lot of reason to cheer. Jobs growth in December was faster than expected. The labor participation rate increased while, and this is great news for all those believing that the peak in interest rates is not far anymore. Wage growth seems on the way down and companies seem to have cut down on offering new temporary con work contracts. Investors took up the baton and delved into equities. The S&P 500 index closed the day up by 2.3%, with only 25 of the index 500-plus uh, constituents delivering a negative performance on the day. Materials, tech and real estate outperformed, with all the respective sector indices closing about 3% higher. U.S. Treasuries also rallied on the news. Two-year yields ended the day down by more than 20 basis points and are now trading at 4.25% while 10-year yields were down by 16 basis points and now trade around 3.56. Asian markets took up the rally in overnight trading with the MSCI Asia-Pacific Index rising somewhere close to 2% as stocks from Sydney to Hong Kong were strongly sought after. Since the October lows, stocks overall in Asia have risen by almost 20%, with gains driven by Chinese stocks after the nation pivoted on its COVID strategy and offered more policy support for its economy and real estate developers. But we'll hear more on that a bit later in the program. The dollar, meanwhile, is extending Friday's drop this morning as traders become more convinced that the Federal Reserve will slow its rate hikes over the coming month. And oil is up on China reopening, with one barrel of Brent changing hands around 79.50 this morning. Although the labor market in the US is still strong, there's negative news this morning for employees working at Goldman Sachs. The company has announced to shed as many as 3,200 positions, starting from midweek, with more than a third of cuts set to come from its core trading and banking units. It is widely thought that other US banks are set to also lay off people soon due to the higher costs, lower assets under management, a slowdown in merger activity and the uncertain outlook for markets and the economy. With all the positive macro news flow across the US and Asia, European stocks are set to follow up on the gains from last week this morning. In terms of data, we expect the latest unemployment reports from Italy and Belgium. Already out this morning is the December unemployment rate in Switzerland, coming in a tick higher than expected at 2.1%. Also, Germany released its industrial production data coming in on the weak side, down by 0.4% year on year. The expectation was for a rise of 0.1%. So this is all on the markets wrap today. And now let's hear what Richard Tang, our head of research in Hong Kong, has to say about the strong uptick on Asian stock markets. Please, Richard, the floor is yours. 
Thank you very much, Roman. Uh, I think uh, you mentioned it quite well, uh, as you discussed uh, at the beginning. Uh, the Asian markets have actually done fairly well recently. And in particular, the Chinese market performance has been particularly strong. Um, over the past two months, uh, the Hang Seng Index gained around 40%. Uh, even though the domestic Asia's did not do as well, but um, the onshore CSI 300 index has still made a 15% gain. Uh, we had a year-end rally view uh, since uh, the middle of November. Uh, now that the year of 2022 has ended, um, obviously the next question is whether the rally would extend in the Chinese market. And our answer is yes, uh, although we do think that um, the pace of the rally would be much slower. And we'll see uh, a bit of consolidation before the rally will resume, largely because of valuation reason. Uh, and also, one important point that we want to make about this rally is that uh, even though the past two months um, it was reopening that drove the rally, uh, we think that the driver will incrementally shift uh, to policy loosening. Now, regarding policy, uh, I do want to share a few things and latest developments. Um, the most notable positive change is, of course, uh, on the property sector, uh, where uh, the so-called three arrows uh, measures have been uh, rolled out. The first arrow is about uh, loan financing. Uh, so the government basically relaxes um, the loan financing uh, requirements for the property developers. Uh, the second arrow is about debt financing, and the third arrow is about equity financing. Uh, in our view, we think that these three arrows uh, are one of the most comprehensive and forceful loosening measures we've seen uh, directly from the central government over the past few years. Uh, and and this is going to be fairly effective uh, in helping to relieve the financing conditions of the developers, uh, although uh, we still need to see whether the home sales uh, could come along. On the internet side, uh, we've seen uh, the game's approval, uh, which definitely is a positive sign. Um, game's approval has been suspended uh, for over a year, uh, so uh, that marks a fairly significant change in the policy stance. Uh, and also, most recently, uh, several M&A uh, regarding internet has also been been approved, uh, and that is interpreted by the market as the government turning on green light um, for the platform companies. So uh, we think it's very clear that the policy pendulum in China has once again swung uh, away from the long-term reform, uh, which uh, was the thesis in 2021 and 2022, uh, to now uh, reprioritizing growth uh, as a policy po uh, priority. And for this reason, uh, we think that uh, loosening policy uh, will be able to um, push the market a little bit further up. And uh, the trading target uh, that we have right now uh, is for the Hang Seng Index uh, seeing the first level of resistance uh, at around 22,000 level. Now, I'm sure a lot of you will ask one question. Oh, so is common prosperity uh, still there or is it gone? Now, I think we have to be clear that um, the work on these long-term reforms uh, on common prosperity, uh, all these are still being done in the background. So, for example, just last Friday, a former NDRC official uh, commented, com commented that, that um, there might be still some common prosperity uh, uh, measures uh, being rolled out uh, fairly soon. Uh, so um, I think it's fair to say that um, the long-term measures have not disappeared, uh, but with the economy uh, at a fairly 
challenging level. Uh, some of these measures uh, may be delayed uh, in terms of announcement and implementation. Uh, and that basically gives some breathing room uh, for Chinese equities, uh, for Chinese corporate, for the Chinese economy uh, to regain the strength uh, and the momentum. In other words, the way we think about the Chinese equity uh, is that, uh, ironically, um, the economy is um, very, very uh, weak right now. But because of policy expectation, uh, that gives room for the market to run. Uh, at some point of time, when we see uh, the strong data of the economy coming back, uh, primarily we'll be watching the PMI number as well as the inflation number. Uh, that may actually uh, get the market to worry about uh, some of those long-term reforms uh, coming back, uh, and that could mark the end of the uh, rally uh, currently. So uh, the way we uh, position um, the rally right now uh, is that uh, we'll focus on value uh, stocks as well as cyclical stocks uh, to start 2023 uh, to position for loosening as well as the expectation of economic recovery. And those sectors would include consumption, uh, will include internet, property, uh, to some extent financials, uh, and uh, to a lesser extent software. Uh, and at some point of time, uh, when market starts worrying about the long-term reforms again, uh, then we need to reposition the portfolio uh, to those long-term secular growth stories uh, that are policy beneficiaries. Um, it may sound like a broken record, but we've been mentioning about environment, uh, mass consumption, as well as high-end manufacturing. So from a allocation perspective, uh, this is definitely not going to be an easy year uh, for investors, uh, but there is definitely uh, room to make money. With that, uh, let me stop here and pass it back to you, Roman. Thank you very much, Richard. Well, it seems really that uh, in China, the momentum has uh, turned. So over to Mansur Pochinsi now, uh, our head of technical analysis. Mansur, you have the latest on markets from a technical perspective. Uh, please go ahead. Yes, good morning from my side. We have one rating change to report. We are downgrading U.S. equities to neutral. So this is uh, after more than seven years of an overweight rating. What does this mean? It means that we recommend global equity market investors to spread their investments. This means to downgrade U.S. equities, reduce their positions in U.S. In the US equity market, and increase their position in Europe and Asia. In Asia, in particular, we like Hong Kong uh, stocks. Uh, from a sector perspective here, the change is visible as well. We are downgrading U.S. information technology to underrate. So this implies that we are expecting here further underperformance from this sector. That's all from our side. Back to you. That was a quick one. Thank you very much, Mansoor. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again soon. I wish you all a good day ahead and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Baer experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.